Uh, this is Bob, episode 102 with Pantelis. Uh, welcome, Pantelis, back to the podcast once again. I'm happy to be here. Thanks thanks for coming. Uh, Pantelis and I are working on some other projects, and uh, he's kind enough to sit in for Wes Barker, who isn't here. Uh, first of all, before we get into anything... Wes has died. Wes is dead. Um, so, you know, here you go. This is Pantelis now. Um, yeah, Wes was... Uh, you know, Wes and I were both... Super busy in the last couple of weeks. We haven't uploaded a podcast in two weeks. We know that uh, we knew that this was coming personally, and we were just like, you know what? Sometimes it's good to just have some dead air, get regroup, get some stories, and boy, uh, do we have some stories. So Wes, obviously in Tanzania, he'll be back on next week's episode. You won't want to miss that because it's his whole Kilimanjaro experience we're going to be talking about. But this week, ladies and gentlemen. Pantelis. Yes, I've arrived. You I only arrived. want to talk about the Olympics. <laughs> I, I saw that race story that you yeah. had. Oh my God, that was amazing. Isn't and that I hated wild? that you guys ended it. Yeah. Like, there's more to this. Yeah, there's so much more to it. It's uh, And it was a Patreon episode. If you guys haven't checked that out, go check us out on Patreon. We got a whole episode there where we talk about the 1907 Olympics or 04, something like 04, was it? 1904, yeah. It, dude. Fucking wild, hog wild. But you know what makes you you think if you didn't even back then and now, you think these big organizations know what's going on. Mm. Well, we learn by right. meeting people from either production companies or festivals. No one knows what's going on. Everyone's an idiot. That's right. It's so loose. That's right. But but the illusion is, is that it's tight. Is is like oh they've got their shit together. I mean look at the Oscars. Oh dude. Yeah. No. A man Where, slapped the other man. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, this is all rehearsed because we think they got their shit together. Nothing. It's so loose. <laughs> yeah, you don't so... know how close you are. You're yeah. one decision away from, in a major event, being on stage. <laughs> yeah. And people not realizing you're not supposed to be there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, everyone's stressed out. Everyone, all the, anxious. all the all the PAs, all the directors, all the producers, everybody backstage at these events are having aneurysms and shitting blood on a daily basis. When I had a real job, uh, back in thir- 2013 or 2014, I had uh, we were, I was making mobile apps. I was working for a company. Oh, and sounds one of, sketchy. Oh, well, no, it was all official. We, I worked with like big companies, Twitter, Red Bull, nice. uh, Dick Clark Productions. Okay. So Dick Clark, really cool people. It was through them that I learned when I went down for a couple events, the Hollywood Film Awards and the American Music Awards. I learned how, so you, you know how everything's posted right away on social media. Anything that happens, it's all clipped together. And I always wondered, how does this work? The way it works is there's a war room. It's there, There's a, a room at every room. event. Yeah, that's what they call it, the war room. There's And it's filled with maybe 10 to 15, 18 to 25-year-old girls who are all, they have stuff ready, uh, pre-rendered uh, videos, stuff that happens right there that they send them to them instantly. One person sells them to the other one, and they have all the stuff ready to post on social media on different wow. platforms. But it's a, just a room full of young girls who understand all that stuff that uh, post all that stuff. Huh. Yeah, it was crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. All nice, and but they're just very excited and stressed out. I got to get this clip. Yeah. Give me a picture of this. Give me it's, it's all They've got it. the templates ready to go and the format sizes and everything. Yeah. It's a business, man, running, running stuff like that nowadays. It's you know, thing, yeah. Getting, churning out content is what it's really You guys become. are fucking good at it. I mean, we're trying to keep up, but you know, there's a lot of, you know, you look at a lot of the big influencers, like look at Mr. Beast, man. This Who's guy's Mr. Beast? Mr. Beast. Well, he's a, he's a, um, uh, TikToker. He's getting pretty popular these days, uh, due to him. Uh, I think he gave away a car in a video. Yeah. Well, good for him. What kind of he, car? Yeah. I don't, I think Corolla. 
Like a Toyota Corolla? Yeah, Toyota Corolla. He's messing with people. He says, I'm giving you a Toyota, but mm. really he's giving them a toy Yoda. It's like, a, <laughs> is that what he's doing? He's playing that game? Yeah. That's that's what I would do. Someone will kill him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mr. Beast, uh, he, you know, this guy puts out these amazing videos, but like when he went, when he went on Rogan, he was talking about, he's got like three like infrastructures in like North Carolina, uh, um, massive warehouses that are like 50,000 square feet or some shit. And they're all being built and they're all being, and he's got teams in every single one of them filming content, getting all the stuff that they can get without him. And then he just shows up and hops on camera and is like, hey, we're today, we're blah, blah, blah. And then goes to the next one and, and it's constantly just pop, 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 pop. He's his own NBC. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He's also the show. You know, he's the product and the company and everything else. Like he, he, um, one thing that I found, uh, super sort of fascinating about this guy is that he understands like the, he understands content, I think more than anyone. Like I've talked to him a few times, um, but he's also got like a really big heart and a big brain to go with. He's a nice dude. He's a a genuinely nice dude, uh, probably on the spectrum, but um, the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but like in the in the best way. Yeah, uh, and he like even for Ukraine, they raised like three million dollars, and then uh, he did research. Was what, it for the Russians or for the Ukrainian? Well, Army? I don't know. So yeah, they didn't tell. It's you know. up to them. Yeah, I'm not gonna judge. Yeah, he just sends it over there. Whatever you know, whoever you gets aside, it. You yeah, it's it's like on a parachute in a box, and it yeah. just drops whoever down like it. in the war zone. Um, but yeah, is is uh, he sent? He tried to send it over there, and he was he realized that like everything got stopped, the ports and like the ports are backed up. So he created his own logistics company. I forget what it's called, probably Beast Logistics or something, and that's still running today. So he's got like his own logistics company. So, like this guy's on a different level. Like very Bruce Wayne-ish. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, well, what did he Beast start Wayne. doing, Mr. B? Did he do video games at first online or just videos like... Uh, yeah, he was doing like Minecraft stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then I think one of his first videos that popped off is when he said like Logan Paul 100,000 times. He just kept saying Logan Paul's name? 100,000 times, yeah, for like 40 hours. Is there, did they meet after? Did they become friends? Uh, I, I think they probably did at one point, but he said Logan Paul. He also said PewDiePie 100,000 times. He... Um, said every word in the dictionary. This was like his big thing. Um, he counted to 100,000, which took him like four days without, or three days or something like that. So he's like the David Blaine of content. That's so random. Yeah. But like it, it, he knew that if I did this at that time, it's going to, you know, it's going to do well for him. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. He just sat there. He was falling asleep. He was like, PewDiePie, 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 PewDiePie. Like, just literally, like, PewDiePie, 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 like, 100,000 times. Which, and people were just watching this. <laughs> the video's still up. You can go see it. Yeah, pull it up. I don't know what the point is, though. Yeah, the point is, it's, uh, it's like, meme content, but it also, it's, it's, watching, it's watching somebody uh, completely, like, lose their mind. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're people who've time-stamped. Yeah, Logan Paul or PewDiePie, either one. Uh, there's there's people who've like time stamped his insanity. <laughs> so you can. Oh, this is the guy. Oh, he's a yeah, kid. This saying uh, Logan Paul hundred thousand times seventeen hour video. If Logan Paul didn't reach out and say, "Hey, man, thank you for being a fan," yeah, that's dirty. He should reach out. And that's a lot of Logan. And you're saying Logan Paul, he's clicking every time. So. F- and so fast forward. Wow. Like twelve hours later, this is a seventeen hour video. It's just straight, 17 hours. This guy doesn't need to go to the bathroom. Oh, look at him. He's losing it. 
After a while, it doesn't even sound like he's saying anything. He's not even saying anything anymore. Holy shit. Yeah, so he's committed. I appreciate all the commitment. Yeah. This Logan Paul guy. Uh, Dude, 102 million subscribers now. Now that you're bringing him up, I saw something about him recently. He, because the internet is a strange place. Mm. Uh, him and his brother became jacked. They started fighting. Yep. Uh, people hated on them. But the more I think about it, the more I like it, them for doing that. Because it's yeah. a huge, they could ruin their whole careers. Because imagine you just get knocked out and people hate you. Yeah. It's you, a risk. It's a risk. And they both, they're actually, they both got jacked and they, they really like yeah. fighting. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul's in the WWE now. Yeah, that's huge. Good for him. Yeah, I like that move. I don't think they're going to let him because in WWE, but I saw a clip where he was talking about fighting Andrew Tate, who is another one of these internet meme guys. Yeah. But he's like on like the self-help or... What are, you, what are your like thoughts course. on that guy? I don't know him well enough because I, I was making fun of him. Yeah. Um, But like I don't, I don't see... Like I see some videos like as if he's the devil or anything. I don't see that in him at all. Yeah, he's 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 just like he's a shit disturber. He's, he's a chauvinist just, shit disturber. Yeah. Like, but he says shit to like exactly like he's to just troll. Trying, yeah, because some of the stuff because it'll suck you in some of the stuff. You'll be like, oh yeah, of course. When he's like, you know, don't be lazy. You got to work. It's stuff that we already know. Yep. So you're like, all right, yeah. And then he's like, but these fucking chicks, we got to yeah. take away the license. Right? Yeah, women shouldn't <laughs> drive and shit. Like <laughs> you're like, that. that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm all for that. You know. Yeah. But then you have other people who take it serious. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, well, he's going to take our rights well, away. Because he's not saying it in a way that is funny. Yeah. that's Like, but, we would say, like, women shouldn't drive in a way that's funny and make a clever joke out of it, knowing full well that it's a joke. Uh, he would just say it. But that's why guys like us will laugh at it. Exactly. it's so ludicrous. Exactly. That we don't take anything <laughs> personal. That's why. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of people take it, uh, yeah. take it the wrong There's way. There's a funny clip. Can you find this clip of um, uh, maybe Andrew Tate leaving the club? Because he's like, Andrew Tate's bringing back masculinity or whatever. And then there's a, and there's like him fighting. Cause he's like a three time kickboxing champion, this yeah. guy. But then there's like a, a video of him like leaving a club and just walking. Drunk? And he's, no, he's just walking. And, uh, nope, not this one. No, it's, it's one where, uh, he, he's just walking. But he's walking in a way that's the least masculine walk I've ever seen. Oh, he's like out of it, probably. No, he's just like, he's just like, shrugging. <laughs> no, dude, he looks like he he doesn't look very masculine uh, in the way that know, he's walking. I don't even know what that means anymore. Like, I know what masculinity means, right. but what people are trying to say, like, that's not masculine. Like, he doesn't look manly. He doesn't look as manly as he's th the top one. Andrew Tate's strong masculinity meme walking. <laughs> so like. He like he, look. He's all this like boom nunchucks. Look at these nunchucks, dude. How fucking cool is this guy, Jack? <laughs> oh, that's a weird walk. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a weird walk. I get yeah. it. Just he's fucking. Look at this guy, superpower. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, like, that, you, that's you, a weird you, walk. Yeah. <laughs> on a way to get a Such fucking a European walk. Yeah, dude. he's one hundred percent on a way to get like a fucking gluten free frappuccino or something. Yeah, so all that, that shit, I don't mind it. It's, uh, I think people <laughs> are taking it too serious because everyone's freaking out about it. Yeah. But I was seeing videos, it must have been over a year, this guy, uh, they would pop up in my feeds mm. and I never thought it was going to blow up into what it is now where everyone's yeah. talking about it. Like, this guy, he's Dude, like, I think he's a fucking mole. I think he's like, he's like a plant. It's just, it's nonsense. No, I think it's a plant by like the government or something. Cause like, I don't think that. Give me the tin hat. No, I'm, I'm saying, cause like, I've never looked this guy up. But he's all over your feeds. 
I've never watched one of it. I never even knew who the fuck this guy was. Yeah. And I was getting like XRP videos and shit like that. But I've what's never, that, I, don't even, XRP? I don't even know what an XRP is. Yeah. And he was talking about it. And it's just on my TikTok feed. Like a car? I think it's like a stock. Okay. And then like, it's him. And then it's him again. And then him talking to women. And then boom, boom. And I, I've never watched a second of his content. But everyone is tagging him because he's hot right now. So what's happening is you might watch a video that has nothing to do with him, but that's tagged. So the algorithm yeah. is like, oh, he likes this kind of stuff. Right. Because it's everywhere. The, you know where I had ah. first seen him and I didn't know? Uh, so my, but, well, you know, my, like Abba and Preach, um, they were on a podcast in Miami, uh, Fresh and Fit. Mm, uh, yeah, the, the Beef the beef channel. This was before they had Beef. Right. Preach went down there. Mm. Uh, no, no, uh, Abba went down there and he did a segment with him. So that was in my feed. You know, I was looking at that. I was checking out what I was up to. And then they had the beef. And then this guy was on their show. So because I had seen the ABBA right. uh, episode, uh -huh. I was getting fed different ones. So that's when I had seen him. And I thought he was just like a guy living in Miami talking about chicks. He's like, mm. you deal with bitches is, you know? And yeah. I was like, whatever. I've seen all this before. Nothing shocked me. But I guess he was getting invited to a lot of these types of shows because there's a lot of people that have shows. There's chicks that have shows that are like, fuck dudes, we don't need him. And then there's guys that have the same shows. Right, right, he's right. the right. guy version of that. Right. Um, and then he's they a got- He's a masculist. Yeah, I don't even think it's a masculine. A manalist? A manalist. I don't think they know what manly... I, I think he is a man in the sense that he fucking, I don't know, he, he works for himself. He does, you know he takes care of the people around him. He's a man yeah. in that sense. It's just that I could tell that it's internet culture. He's trying to say yeah. the craziest shit yep. to get attention. I see that too. And I can't hate on him for that because nope. they all fucking do it. Oh, yeah. And I don't do it. And people fall for I that should, shit. Maybe I should start doing that shit too. I think so. Yeah. I think we should start doing it right now. Yeah, just crazy shit. Just say the most outlandish, <laughs> outrageous shit. You know what, bro? Let's 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 talk about the pros and cons of us nuking Norway. Let's okay. be honest right now. Yeah. All Norwegians, you're upset. Yeah, I was. Do we need them? Never been a big fan of Norway. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, Norway's uh, they were always on my radar, and I was like, oh. Norway, more like no way. That's what we're yeah. doing. Out of there. Yeah, but out. like if you're Australian, Norway, Australia doesn't even exist. That I'm I'm on board with that too. Myth. Hmm. Bunch of people who can't speak English properly. Yeah, fuck Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting us canceled. Though. That's gonna no. That's it's a recurring joke here on Bob where we gratuitously try to insult Steve Irwin because he's literally the nicest person but to ever live. He's like a fucking cool ass dude. Yeah, he's an absolute saint. Yeah. Yeah. But but also fuck that guy. You know what I mean? He's just <laughs> bad at surviving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's yeah. bad at surviving. He teaches you how to survive while you know. I heard a rumor. Oh yeah. How about Steve Irwin? Yeah. Uh-oh. Is it is it where you think his cock's going to come out of his little khaki shorts every time he's on the show? No, it's... I'm always like, I'm always afraid like his cock's going to start showing in his little khaki shorts. Yeah, when he bends dick. over to pick up a snake, he's like, ooh, look at the snake. Look at the size of him. Look and at I'm just like, a snake. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going to see his dick. He, um, when he, when he was murdered by Stingray, uh, apparently he, he could have been saved had he pulled out the tail or something, mm. but that would have killed the Stingray. So he chose to save the Stingray's life. I like that. I like that, too. It's kind of a pussy-ass move, but you got a family, bro. Fuck the Stingray. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it, but no, I, think it's it's, I think it's a good legend. It's a great legend. The guy's full of legends, man. Steve Irwin. He's, well, dude, we had a... I don't know if you guys talked about it. We had a legendary summer. We had a lot of fun this summer so far. Yeah. The Bell Center. Dude, yeah. Dude. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I can't believe we experienced that shit. Yeah, that was surreal. It's still, it took a few days to like sink in what the hell that was. It's a blur still. It was insane. So, uh, what did um, I miss? Mike Ward, our friend, uh, and, you know, world famous comedian, 
um, has an insanely popular podcast. The in, biggest in, uh, French uh, comedy podcast on the planet. The biggest French comedy podcast on the planet. And one of the top comedy podcasts in Canada because yeah. his fan base is so strong in Quebec that he outranks everyone, everyone else in Canada. The, the entire rest of Canada. Yeah. So like so supportive the the French Canadian community. Um and they love this guy. He's he's just like he can do no wrong. And so Mike has his own, you know, comedy club and he does this sort of he does two shows a week where by the way, these tickets are sold out like three months in advance. Yeah, you don't even know who the guest is. Right. You don't know who the guests are and you just come in and basically he's gonna he's gonna do like this sort of live podcast, comedy podcast. It's always funny, mm-hmm. always highly entertaining. And really well produced. And Mike, how did this come about? He just said it on a podcast once or something? Yeah, years ago he was joking about it. And then before um, the world shut down for a while, I remember he had announced it on Two Drink Minimum. And it was kind of like a joke. Two Drink Minimum is his podcast with Mike Ward. You guys should definitely check that out. It's like an English version of the other one, but like it's a bit more ridiculous. A bit more ridiculous. Yeah. So on to he had mentioned it. And we knew it was going to happen because he was saying, you know, in, in a year, or, you know, next summer, we're going to be at the Bell Center. He's like, this is so ridiculous. There's no way this is going to happen. Like, he still had doubts because it was so crazy. Then the, the ticket sales started happening even after the world shut down. So it was postponed by another year or two years, I think, maybe mm. it was postponed uh, till this summer now. And then he, here's the crazy part. So normally when you do an event, whether it's stand-up comedy or a concert, no one fills up the entire Bell Center, it's one of the biggest uh, hockey arenas in, in North America. 21,100 something. Yeah. So the record was something way lower than that. Like he beat it by thousand. I mean, he outsold uh, Lady Gaga this year by 7,000. Wow. So imagine that. Um, and more, then, more than GSP when he had the UFC event there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, it was, so then the, he became the world record holder now for the biggest live podcast. But the number is so huge. It's 21,131 or 32. Yeah. It's an absurd number for a live podcast. Yeah. So the energy in that place, because I got to see Bill Burr there a week later with yeah. Mike. And there was, a, you know, it was like 14,000 and it was great energy, but you could feel how it was different from having the complete 360. Dude, it was insane. Yeah. And they were just cheering the whole time. It was nuts. It, it was like four hours of mayhem. We were um so uh, you even got up on stage at one point Which to give nuts. to give Mike like a uh, a belt that you guys made for him after you know Mike's got a crazy story about beating the Supreme Court over a joke for the last 10 years he's yeah. been fighting in court uh, to defend his joke and you guys presented this amazing you know custom sort of wrestling belt to him on stage man the place just lit like I've never experienced that those decibels in my life. Concert, no con- like anything. We were sitting. I was sitting like beside the stage. Thanks, thanks to you and Mike, by the way, for hooking us up. Like we got to sit right You're there. Part of the crew now, bro. You got to be with us at all these events, dude. It was the sound. My ears. I had to plug my ears because the sound was like my eardrums were were doing this. It, it was, was so fucking loud, dude. When I got up. So I never, I perform in front of a lot of people. I never get uh, nervous. Hmm. Uh, an hour before we went on stage there, Preach and I were doing the outdoor show at Just for Laughs. Which was how many people? <sighs> 10, 20,000 outside. Yeah. Meant nothing. Like we did, it was fun. No nerves, nothing. Yeah. When, when I took the stage and I felt, because you're right in the middle. And they saw the belt. They knew something was happening. They're podcast fans. So they knew who I was. So they started cheering my name. It was the first time since I started doing mics. 
so it's over 10 years it was the first time that i actually got nervous on yeah. stage oh man i was I like mean, whoa whoa what is this nervous. it was the energy just pushes in insane and I, was like, I don't know how wrestlers do it every week it was, it was it but it was more than that because it was like every single one of those people was a fan yeah it was insane and and what what i thought was really kind of cool was first of all the sound was shit all right. yeah. It was a live podcast, right? So you have like four people around a table. By the way, super cool. This table was rotating. It would do a full rotation in a half an hour. So you wouldn't even notice it rotating. And it was, you know, it was being filmed and everything else. So you could see this like, and, and they would have banter, but the Bell Center is like notorious for having really terrible acoustics mm -hmm. and the sounds just bouncing off the walls of these speakers. And especially when more than one person is talking. Oh, it was inaudible. It, it, like literally you could not and everyone I talked to were like I had no idea like we were in the green I had to go back to the green room and I was watching on TV I was like oh this is it's a good podcast yeah, like in the green getting, room yeah you're getting the sound yeah, for the mics you're, yeah. you're getting the sound for the mics um, but out there but the thing is is that nobody really cared nobody cared and it was like three hours almost four and it was just a celebration wow almost four hours and people were just there for you know A the experience and I think B supporting Mike yep um, you know, after all he's been through and what he did for comedy and for comedians. He risked and, it all for the rest yeah. of us. So it was... And not just for comedians, man. For fucking freedom of speech, for like in any Canada. For anybody who wants to create something and not get... Because ju the judgment on comedy is too, yeah. it's too severe. Should all art be okay with anyone? No. That's no. the whole fucking thing, right? It's all subjective. Yeah, art. You shouldn't only create art with with pleasing people in mind. You, it's impossible. Yeah, there are people who are going to watch this podcast. Yeah, who are going to love it. Yep. There are others who are going to hate it. So, are we going to stop doing the show because of the ones that hate it, or yeah. are we going to continue doing it for the people that love it? Like, like Beyonce, most beloved sort of entertainer in the world, like worldwide. Yeah, people hate her, and yeah, fuck, I can't stand her. No. I got into a fist fight with her. <laughs> yeah, fuck Beyonce. Yeah. Um, no, but for real, like, there's, there's, yeah, there's people that are going to hate. So you know, that in mind, he he stood up for uh, for that. He told a joke, and and he got sued over the joke, and then fought, and then and then eventually won. And and I think the Bell Center, because he had done shows after he won, and and I'm sure like the crowd was like fucking ecstatic yeah, and the was energy was night, high the first night he won in the morning it was official mm. and then that night there was a show in La Somption. I was it, he got out there we had a bottle of champagne too uh, when he got out on stage and it was just a standing ovation they would not want to sit down yeah they went crazy went wow how long a uh, few minutes I have it on tape wow yeah he had to force him he was like he was, like, he was about to cry he's like alright sit down wow because he, he couldn't say a word they were just losing their mind so I mean that is amazing but I think the Bell Center gave a chance to everyone who didn't get to see him. Yeah. Uh, you know, be there to support him. And it really showed. And that energy was really there. You could feel, like, literally you could feel the love. Yeah, that's what it was. It was love. Yeah. It's it's hard to describe what he means to people. Yeah. I've, I've been telling him for a while, but it, I don't think it clicked until the Bell Center. Because I was telling him it's weird. It's not a... It's not a regular relationship of celebrity. Like, he's the most... Because he's probably right. one of the most famous people in the country yeah but it wasn't that it, it, he surpassed another level and because of his humility he's very generous he helps yep. a lot of people out i but he's so big at the same time people felt especially in quebec well, this is our guy yeah, yeah he made it yeah he's big but he stood up for his convictions yeah he helps anyone he can he's yep. actually a good dude yeah so we have a famous person that's not out there 
uh, raping people, yep. fighting with people. He's just a good dude, mm-hmm. and he's super famous. And he's super so, famous. And he's fucking hilarious. So they love him. They uh, we went. Uh, he's, a, he's a comedic genius. He's a comedic genius. Yeah. 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 He he finds funny very very quickly. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait till you hear his uh, his next special. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen the show and, and and heard it in French and English. It's funny in both. Yeah. He's gonna. That's what he's. Oh yeah. You were there during the practice. It's, yeah. Yeah. There's some bookings happening now. He's gonna have a. I think Club Soda for a couple of sh- uh, days straight. In English? And in English, yeah. Wow. That's what he's going to work it all in. I want to go see it. that. Yeah, I'm you're like, going to come for sure. I'm going to come see that. Yeah. I love the Club Soda. Oh, dude, me too. It's a great place. Yeah. Yeah, and he's one of the... F- Another thing that he does. So Club Soda wasn't known for stand-up. Mm. He was, I think, one of the first people who figured that out and started booking it, and then everyone wanted to copy Amazing. and do it. Yeah. Well, his... I mean, both of your type of uh, comedy lends itself to like that grungy, dark side club soda is a famous club in montreal but known for like punk hardcore metal like uh grunge like it's a dirty sort of skate park-esque sort of place beautiful yeah it's amazing it's beautiful and it it really lends itself to that type of comedy you know you won't you won't have any blue collar comedians hopping in there i remember going to see uh you know uh, oh yeah yeah. buddy he opened for jackass when they came to the club, and that was such a perfect mix. Because I have a question: How does Jackass perform live? Like, what is the show like? Have you seen Steve-O's show live? I've seen Steve-O. The video? Have you seen his uh, the live? Where he gets depressing, and he and he staples his nuts, and he talks about his dad and yep. stuff. Yeah, all that where he like eats a condom that he came in and yeah, shits it out, I, then I, eats it again. I don't know if, I, and and that's what happens every night. Yeah, it's a bit intense. So like, you have the whole cast, and it's kind of. It's weird, man, because it's kind of sad. Yeah, that's what I like. It's yeah, because like I remember hanging out with these guys. We were uh, we were in the wings, and I, they were sort of hanging around. There's like Chris Pontius, and you know all these dudes, and um, they're old now. Like they've aged. So you, I don't you, want them. You saw them in the new jack. Yeah, and so now they're just kicking each other in the balls and shit. And you're like, oh, is this what it's come to? Still, like you guys didn't like. I think Steve-O and Johnny obviously you know, they did so well for themselves after, you know, they're still, they're still doing crazy shit, but you know, they've got, uh, you know, Steve has got a super successful podcast yeah. and he's getting brand deals. And he's doing all these, all these tours and stuff. So I like that, but like the rest of them is just kind of like, I'm like, I feel like they're just here for the money. And, and it's just the, cause I, I think most of those guys seem like dudes I could hang out with yeah. Knoxville, especially, but I wouldn't want to hang out with them and make them do stuff like, yo, eat a condom. I'd be like, yo, let's just hang out. Let's just chill. Yeah. I'm sure you have stories. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But also like eat, eat a condom. But I can't, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's so weird. But that's what makes it sad to me too, is the same you reason. Can't, you makes- can't say like, you can't walk in a room and be like, I had a condom with my own comment and, and didn't just like let it slide. Yeah, oh, you can let it slide down your mouth. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem here is that yeah. they're, they're too quick to swallow condoms. Yeah, yeah it, that's exactly the feel I get is that it gets sad. Mm. And I like those guys because they provided so much humor. And, it changed everything. It changed everything. The fact that that, sh- that movie, the first movie, the fact that it was in the theaters. Well, even the fact that the show was on TV. That's crazy. Dude, MTV aired that shit. I want to know how that was They did pitched. like ass bongs with beer. Our homie's the guy who pitched that, right? Yeah. I, I got to ask yeah, him well, how that no, was. Tony DeSanto was uh, uh, is our buddy uh, over at Diga, but he was the CEO of uh, MTV when he, he greenlit it. We got to know how that was pitched. Yeah. That's well, got to be a story. Mm, yeah. And he was like, fuck it, send it, and change the culture. Completely. Absolutely. And, and what's even crazier, I think, is that, you know, that was at the height. Okay, because like, the way you look at like TV entertainment and all this stuff in media 
is, you know, censorship was on its way out. You know, people were starting to say crap and damn, you know, and then, oh, they, they got away with shit. And, you know, like it, it started getting a little bit more. And then there was ass jokes, fart jokes, dick jokes even. And it was getting to a point. And then jackass came and they're like, let's just put shit in her ass and, and, and put that in your mouth and like fucking let's blow up our asses. Like all these fucking crazy things like slap my dick and like fuck crazy, just insane stuff. Right? All the result. If you look at the timeline, a degeneration society ever since we allowed women to vote, which is why <laughs> Andrew Tate's website at andrewtate.gov is a <laughs> <Dot> gov. <laughs> yeah. Going with your theory. Of yeah. Planted, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. He is a plant. Nice little callback. Yeah. I wish the government would pay me to be a plant. <laughs> I'd do it. Dude, the government's wasting all kinds of money. But let's not get into that. It's going to depress us. But yeah, it changed everything. It did change everything. And then and then after that, they were like the last. Well, because after that, you had uh, Viva La Bam and yeah. all these spinoffs and the Dudesons and all these other great. Bam Margera, what happened to him? Apparently, he alienated all his friends. They all hated him. It was other. a drug thing. He Oh, he was addicted and he did stupid shit. Yeah, he was addicted. And they, and they in the contract, I think, um, I think it was. It was Warner Paramount? I forget who it was, but contract stated that he had to get clean. And I understand them, uh, but that meant like um, random drug tests. It meant showing up to AA and, and NA. It meant like all these, all these, th- and take these drugs, and they were just pumping him full of drugs and stuff like that. So I get his side of it, where it's like it's kind of fucked up that you guys are doing this to me. But I also get their side of it; they're wanting to look out for him and protect their asset which was jackass. So I understand both sides of it. And I think it's unfortunate, but anyways, after all that, that was, that was it. That was the last crusade. Um, you can't get away with shit like that anymore. They obviously did it on Netflix and these are private streaming platforms, but you know, the FCC and stuff won't let shit like that slide on TV anymore. That's where the internet comes in. You know, yeah, that's where the internet comes in, but you look at, they were the last like fucking vulgar shit out there on the, on, on TV. Yeah, it's true. There was nothing. I'm trying to think if there was anything like them on TV. No, because MTV was regular TV. Yeah. After them, there was not. There was copycat shows that were lighter, but nothing. Yeah, now it's like Impractical Jokers and like it's all lighthearted stuff. You can't get away with shit like that anymore. Which Impractical Jokers, sometimes they push it. Yeah. Impractical Jokers, one of those shows that I would love to see the uncensored version oh, of that Oh, the show. stuff they left on the cutting room floor has got to be gold. Because they got some... They yeah, some funny shit. It's like yeah. sometimes I think about they're it. Funny guys, they're funny guys, and I know you could tell by the way they there's look. There's a at lot each of other. bro humor. There's a lot of bro. There's like a, there's stuff that yeah. would, an uncensored version of that would be amazing because they made a movie. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, oh, obviously it it's gonna huge suck. dicks. Yeah, I was. It was, it, was not it was a cash play. Yeah, I mean it really wasn't good. Probably a good check though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. The mo- it, and it didn't hurt him. No, not at all. But you know what would have been better. Give me an uncensored uh, movie of their best pranks, the the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. That would make money. But that could cancel them nowadays. That's the other thing about this canceling thing. We got to stop saying that. This is stupid yeah. to cancel. Well, I mean, cancel, I mean, it would terminate their contract at true. Do, but do you know why this is nonsense? Why would that even happen? You're right, it would. Yeah. But why would that happen? Only because only because um, certain CEOs need to show face. To who? The people that complain are not people that watch the show. I yeah. had an incident that happened this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the comedy festival, uh, I was hosting the uh, French uh, Nasty Show, right? It was the, the Rebels, it was called. Uh, it was the day that you were away. You had left, I think, that day, so you didn't come check out. It was a great show. Uh, I had the best lineup. Mike was there. It was a preach. It was, it was just yeah. awesome. Uh, I had done, they had invited me over to the Just for Laughs uh, on the French side. 
their offices to record like little commercials for, for the internet. So we did like five, six of them. They had to then get them approved by legal to make sure that my jokes were legally huh. approved. They were all approved. That's disappointing to hear. That, well, listen to this now. <laughs> so they were approved because I have, I'm very charming. When legal approves, you're like, ah. Yeah, well, that's why I said they really, I was actually shocked. <laughs> but the thing is, I get away with a lot in French because of my accent. So uh, that was charming. So uh, one, of the, um, one of the videos I had posted and then they posted, started getting backlash from, I guess, a couple of uh, antsy people. And they, I get a text, uh, we have to you have to remove the videos from your social media account because we're, people are upset. And I said, who are these? Who's upset? People love this. People are laughing at them. They're crying. I, I've seen crying emojis. And they go, no, you have to take them. We took them down our social media. You've taken off yours. So my reply was three or four texts of all, all caps. Ha, 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 ha. I said, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking shit down. I go, you guys could take it down. I don't take anything down because they're jokes. Yeah. And it, I believe the jokes are funny. And if I would take it down, first of all, that would show that I don't believe in the it jokes. It sets a bad precedent. It sets a bad precedent. And that I think that it's offensive. There's nothing offensive about it. Yeah. Now, the whole premise, the whole joke was because um, there was no women on the lineup. Mm. And they're asking me why are there no women on the lineup. Now, the real truth is that originally half was women. But the women that I wanted, um, because they were, they were popular, they were on so many shows, it was too much stress to add another one, on, on, another 15 right. minutes in this show. So they're like, they, they backed out. I wasn't upset, right? So I had a joke about it. I said, because uh, Just for Laughs used to be riddled in these sexual scandals, right? So I said, look, they, they couldn't do it. They were busy. Um, and now this is a different festival. Now when women say no, it means no. I got to respect that. That's why they're on the lineup. But they told me you can't say that that's, joke. That's pretty PG. But it, but they told me you can't say that joke. We don't want to be associated to all the sexual stuff anymore. Right. I said, fine. So the new joke, the one that went out was... Yeah, that, that that's sus. Sorry, like that's sus. Like why don't they want to be associated... Because the, the company nah. looked bad a few years ago. I think that company's that got stuff. some skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, well, they do. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why. So then the new joke was uh, essentially why are there are no women. My joke was, what, what does that even mean? It's 2022. I'm not going to decide what a woman is, right? We don't know what a woman is. Maybe <laughs> they're, all, they're all women. They could all be Chinese dudes. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. If you're funny, you're on the lineup. Yeah. That's why there's no women. And that was That's the funny. whole, yeah, it just came up to saying women aren't funny. That was the, the end of the joke. That was the joke, yeah. And then they said that, oh, they're offensive. You, it's offensive. Yeah. You got to take it down. I go, but you, and then I go, legal approved it. I yeah. said nothing illegal. Yeah. People laughed. Women are, are, they have crying emojis. Women comedians are laughing at it. Yeah. I'm not taking this shit down. Yeah. And then you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. Ha it's fear. People will send emails or people yeah. will pretend. But the people that get mad are not buying tickets. Those are the people who are. Yeah, exactly. It's not the people you want at the shows. If either. I took it down. You think yeah. people would come that didn't want to watch it? No, it's um, I talked to Vincent, uh, speak to Vincent and I talked to him the other day and we we're and uh, he was talking to me about a show he did. And he, he does some pretty dark comedy magic. OK, um, not unlike myself. Um, but my, my stuff's a little bit more, I mean, I got some, I got some funny jokes in here and there, but his stuff is like, um, like he'll, he'll bring like a, uh, a fake gun and be like, you know, uh, he's like, who likes magic here? And everybody raise your hand. Who doesn't like magic? And like a couple of people raise your hand and he takes the gun and goes, pow. And he's like, and then he goes, let's start this fucking show. You know, and it's a funny bit. I like, like that. Yeah, he's got things like that. So like, you know, across the line for some people or whatever. And he was doing the show and he's like, he's like, man. He's like, I did this joke and joke didn't fly because he was like insulting someone, but it was someone on his crew or whatever. People didn't like it. And the energy was just low the entire show. He's like, I had to win them back. And I won them back by the end, but it was a long. But was it a real thing with his? No. Oh, he was. Could have been. Maybe it was. But yeah. regardless, he's like, I had to like sort of win them back. And, uh, 
And then I, I, I had a revelation like in my head and I was like, you know what I think it is? I think it's that you market this show as a magic show. And your audience is there to see a magic show. Now, most people, and I did a poll on my YouTube channel the other day. I asked, have you seen a magic trick in person? Yes or no? Uh, 42,000 votes. Uh, 42% no. Right? So half the people, and this is my audience, aren't aware of what they should be expecting. Have never seen a magic trick yeah. in real life. Right? And that's just the point that I was trying to make is that most people don't know what magic is and they have an idea of what it is. And so if you say there's a magic show and you go see Vince or myself sometimes, and you know, uh, you might be a little offended. You might be a little taken aback because you're preparing for Blaine Copperfield, Chris Angel. You'll definitely be confused. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not your bag, right? Which I totally get. Because like, there are magicians out there that perform to these crowds, right? And that sell magic shows as well. Uh, and so I told Goofy Vince. sons of bitches. Yeah. And I said, I think, Vince, I think that's the problem. I think you should be labeling this as a comedy show. A magical comedy show. Yeah, with magic, with comedy magic. But yeah. it, it's like a, like you want to appeal to the comedy fans. Um, you know, and, and, and when I do when I did some sets at the Bordel, uh, which is Mike's club, fun. yeah, people are there to see comedy, and they're there to see a certain type of comedy. And so when I bring that certain type of comedy into my magic act, I'm getting the best reactions oh, I've ever got. That shit, yeah. it, it's insane. Um, but I can't take that and do a public show or I can't take that. Like if they're not there to see comedy, yeah. I can't label that as a magic show and expect the same results. So I was just, it was just a little tangent that I was on. I was like, you got to appeal to, and, and it goes into what you were saying about the people complaining and stuff, because I think that people who appreciate comedy, it, they're so much fun. Yeah. I have my audience. I don't need to force someone that doesn't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to, obviously it's social media, so it does spread out to people who don't like you as well. And so you're going to get that. Yeah. But, uh, well, the but, last yeah. time I was here, there was a whole group trying to cancel me online. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I wish them good luck. It didn't work. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane. I think, uh, there was like a legal alien joke, uh, yeah. that Wes made, it, it, you made and then Wes tagged it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> Here's the best part and is they kept referring me as a white American, like exactly, just completely racist. I'm, I'm a Greek guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Greek immigrant. You can tell by his accent. You know what I mean? Like he's also not supposed to be in this country. It's but it was so funny the oh, way shit. they were saying it. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? That's I'm the victim of their racism. Yeah. But, but again, it was uh, it was a comedy podcast. This is a comedy podcast yeah. for those of you who are just fucking tuning in. Um, this isn't a magic podcast. This isn't a feel-good podcast. This is a podcast about fucking comedy. Yeah, we just fuck around. And and fucking around. Insane shit. So one person truth. one person out there was watching this video and if, first of all, we're Canadian. Yeah, they also said that we hate uh, Mexicans and that it was right. Mexican like, we, we, we don't have Mexicans. Yeah, we don't we don't live in that reality. <laughs> it was a hundred percent projection. The guy yeah. got mad at something. And, and and Wes was kind of uh so in Wes's defense, um uh, whether the joke was good or bad, uh, in West's defense, he was imitating an American. Yeah. That was the whole, that was the whole joke, but he forgot to like preface that, but he was imitating what an American would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're Canadians. You don't preface it in comedy cause it's yeah. comedy. Yeah. And we, uh, we laugh at racist people in America. Yeah. That's what we do as Canadians. We laugh, I laugh at everything, not just America. I laugh everywhere. Yeah. And, and racist people are fun to laugh at. Yeah. They're also fun to have around at dinner. And so sometimes Same we like things. Sometimes we like uh, imitating them and making them sound dumb and uh, you know and sort of 
playing in that realm. And so whatever, somebody watched it and uh, and said like, "Well, these you know colonizing white guys, colonizer, colonizer." Um, What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they 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 referred like as if I was on the Mayflower, Uh, and I was like, "Fuck, they're really being racist towards me." Then the indigenous peoples watch. They tried to attack me. Yeah, they had a whole. They got like hundreds of thousands of followers. They share that. I was laughing because I was like, "It didn't go anywhere." Go anywhere because I think people with some intellect watched it and they're like, "Yeah, this is this is nonsense." This it's is just, really somebody joking on a podcast. It's really somebody out there just nothing better to do than trying to cancel someone. Yeah, and I was like, "For views, just people are to, at this point. At this point in time, yeah. I'm the I'm the enemy. Really, yeah. the, the guy who's been fucking yelling at the government to get clean fucking drinking water. I'm yeah. the fucking enemy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, part of me wonders, like, would these people attempt the same thing if they had to do it through anonymity? No. And I don't think so, because I think they're doing it for clout. Yeah. Um, so, and maybe they're not, but but I think they are. The funniest was when I, uh, when I got the first notification, I was next to Preach. We were doing a show, and Preach, I was like, Preach, what is this? Is this normal? Should I be worried about it? Like, what's going on? Preach looks at him, he's like, starts laughing. He's like, bro, fuck these people. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, fuck them, share it. He goes, tell them to go fuck themselves. He goes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, jokes are jokes, man. But yeah. again, somebody took it out of context, somebody who stumble upon this podcast who isn't maybe was a fan i don't even know uh and no, i don't think he was a fan because i saw uh because they sent me his tiktok mm. and i saw dude it, the guy's insane he was walking around new york i think he saw statues like get this statue down it's offensive to me he's oh, like, okay so he's, he's, he's uh, go the city and be like this the the building in this city a social me. warrior yeah it's just ridiculous stuff yeah yeah those extremists are pretty uh intolerable as well yeah, of course. They they have no tolerance themselves. That's why they're extremists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have I, to realize this is all temporary. You're all going to die. Mm. None of us is getting out of this alive. Yeah. This whole uh, human experience that we're all living yeah, in. we're all out for a spin, literally. temporary. Be happy and be fucking nice to the people around you. Stop being such a cunt. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, it isn't good. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Also for you, it just brings you down. Talk like yeah. if I went looking to be offended everywhere, I, I could. If I, I want to go around here, and be like, oh, there's not enough signs in English. There's not enough signs in French. Uh, there's no Greek food. There's no. Mm. I could look at the. There's no. There's no. Right. Till right. the fucking cows come home. How is that going to help? Yeah. Just be happy. You're like, oh, I can. Well, eat this I mean, here. if you put it on TikTok, it gets some views. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I can't sell my soul <laughs> like that. Um, what's the, do you remember the last time you were offended and like what changed? I'm trying to think back on myself offended, here. Like joke wise, maybe, any- maybe anything that offended you uh, personally, like, can you, can you think back? And again, you know, like myself, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a white guy, uh, you know, and, and living in a good country. With, you got it made. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's harder to offend me, obviously. Uh, but I'm trying to think back at something that may have offended me. So jokes don't offend me. The only thing I think recently that I got like angry about or whatever was more political. Like what, what offended me, I guess, was um, like the current European relations, Greece and Turkey. Like what offended me was uh, like Turkey talking, threatening to take over Greece oh. and threaten to take over Ireland. I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about dinner. Yeah, but but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that's another thing they're doing. They're trying to change the name all across the world of Turkey. They oh. don't want us to call them Turkey anymore. They want us to call it Turkey because they got they they're mad that people confuse it with the actual bird, which is funny. It's spelled so the same. That it is. That's why. But it, that mm. offended me. Just the fact that they were Speedy rewriting Greece, history. Uh, Olivia Newton John. Yeah. 
Yeah, dead. <laughs> dead. Okay. Anyway, That's sad. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah, she but was a great Greek. That kind of offended me just in the sense of someone saying, when I want, I could come kill all your people and take over the country. But I guess it's not a, that's, mm. it's not a fence, I guess. That's more of self-defense. Like, I don't want people to kill me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's you can't offend me with jokes or anything because they all come from the same place. A joke is someone trying to be funny. So let's say your sense of humor and Wes's are different. Mm. The way you try to reach funny and the way he tries to reach funny are different. Right. But you're both trying to reach funny. That's true. That's so if your joke falls flat or his or mine falls flat, as long as the intention is to make you laugh, right. there's no problem. Yeah, the intention isn't to make anyone angry. No, I know it's people. quite the opposite. I've met people who try to hurt you. They're not comedians. Right. Comedians will try to do that. And then you don't like them. And then they say, no, it's a joke. And yeah, you're like, and you that's know not a not. joke. Yeah. You're like, well, it's not that a joke. That came from the heart. <laughs> you angrily told me to suck your dick. It's not a, it's not a joke. Yeah. You're a doctor. This is a weird... Yeah. <laughs> I've been to that doctor. Yeah, um, yeah oh. no, it's, that's the thing. It's. Uh, I don't want to forget because you mentioned your fucking YouTube channel. Your YouTube channel has ruined my life. Why? I, I've gone into a rabbit hole of you and puzzles. Mm. Like legit rabbit hole because they're long. They're not short videos. Yeah, they suck you in, baby. And I'm... J- sometimes I'll rewind because I'll be listening. I'll be like, wait, what did he move? What did he figure out? And I'm so excited by it. And I always think while I'm watching them, I go, would I have figured that out? Would I have, yeah, would I have done what I, have, what I have? It's, it's so, they're such addictive, awesome videos because they're awesome because they're wholesome too. Yeah. There's nothing, you can watch them anywhere. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And but you can leave them on the background. You can leave them on the background. But, and then you always have to go back because you'll say something like, oh, this is a key. Oh, this unlocks. I go, what? What unlocks? <laughs> like a... Oh man, yeah. So it's ruined my life, is what I'm saying. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, ruined mine too. I want to do one with you when you get a new one. Yeah. I want to do one with you, and we'll try to see if I can help. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm down for that. Let they me know if you guys like want to leave a like if you guys want to see that. Yeah, they seem like it feels like fun doing that. I remember doing escape rooms. Mm. Only Poseidon would ruin the escape rooms. Everyone else would be. I feel like he'd make it better. No, no, dude. He it gets frustrating. Does he get frustrated? Yeah, yeah. He'll 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 ask for like one time. I the dumbest we- shit. Dude, you have three um, clues that you can get, right? So the door closes. We just started. He's clink. So what? Uh, shut the fuck up! Don't don't ruin the clue. <laughs> yeah, so we the just first clue. In the room. That's yeah. funny. Uh, you need you need people that can think when you do escape rooms. Yeah, and and that's the thing about like a lot of people get confused watching my content, thinking that I'm some puzzle genius, and it's not the case. Like, and I've stated this many times. I have an interest in puzzles. I think they're really interesting. They are a lot smarter people out there than me who can solve puzzles. But I think that's some of what people like watching is like a guy who isn't necessarily you know unlocking just, it the first chance yeah who is who's going through some of the processes you might go through or maybe even missing some things like a lot of people are like i was yelling at my screen like telling you to do this you idiot <laughs> you know and i'm like yeah yeah and i'm like yeah i get it man you know and and, and the other thing this is, is pre-recorded sir stop yelling and, and <laughs> it is and i'm looking at things right i'm looking at things and when your eye focuses on like one small thing you don't see this right but when you're watching a screen you see this yeah. right so i'm not when you're watching a screen i'm not looking at the small piece on the puzzle i'm looking at everything and i'm taking it all in right uh so it's it's easier to to watch someone solve it and know what to do than it is when you're solving it. And I, I know it sounds like a cop-out, but it is it's true because I've tried it. And I'm like I'm re-watching my own videos and I'm like, you idiot, it's right there. <laughs> you know? No, but once you're in it and then also a lot of this stuff is also beautifully made. Yeah. So it's also very distracting. Yeah. The I, cake, I remember with the Joker thing with the cake when yeah. it ended. I was like, fuck, that's so elaborate. And then I kept thinking in my head, I go, how did the cake get there? 
How, why is he eating it? Is he sure it's edible? Is he going to get diarrhea? <laughs> like, I had so many fucking questions. Oh, I was almost sick after eating that cake. Just Were the, you? Yeah, the sugar. Oh, that's funny. I don't yeah, eat yeah, cake yeah. like that. No, was, yeah, you uh, had a lot. I remember when you. I, I remember you were sucking your fingers, and I'm like, is he really supposed to eat that shit? Yeah. Is he really supposed to eat that? And then uh, that was the question I wanted to ask you. Did everybody get sick? So um, the people who uh, sent me that puzzle were here. Oh. They were sitting right over the gym. We were right there. Also, you knew that they weren't trying to poison you. I didn't know that there was a cake in there, right? So they had contacted Antoine, who had to go to a bakery on that same day. That phone was that guy's phone. I had no idea, right? So they were here to help uh, promote what we were promoting, uh, but I was not let in on the puzzle whatsoever. No hints, no nothing, right? So they were on the sidelines, and I had to solve it. So they were over there snickering. And at one point, I take the box, and I like... I turn it like the small brown box and I hear them go, no, 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 like this, right? Uh, and then I, I quickly, and I think I cut that out, but I quickly put it back. And that's when you take the cake out. It's like kind of smushed on yeah, one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. It's because they were telling me. I go, did this cake travel from California? But that's what I wanted people to think for the for the story yeah. of it because it makes for a better story. I don't think they would have enjoyed be like, oh, the guys are over there. They put a cake in it. This is the morning. Um, you know, it wouldn't have made sense. So that made it for a more entertaining video. But I genuinely didn't know there was a cake in there. Didn't know there was a phone in the cake. Didn't know. That was cool too. Yeah. Phone. I thought it was a nice touch. It was very, yeah. But all these puzzles, bro, you, you put me in this weird wormhole, this rabbit hole of, because uh, there's something interesting about locking puzzles. There it's is. It's very it's soothing. A dopamine I, too. Yeah. There's something fun about seeing stuff unlock and uh, figuring stuff out. Mm. You want to try one right now? How big? Okay, I'll be right back. You better not spill something on my face. <laughs> oh, God. My eyes have just recovered. He felt so bad. I, dude, so no, he didn't have to feel bad. He didn't die. It was just, I, I only got worried hours later because my eye wouldn't go back to normal. And then I was like, what's in that stuff? Like, Am I allergic to baby powder? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You saw that shit, the, the pu- And with the contacts, I know. All right, hey, we really need to stop talking about this. Legal's calling me right now. What the fuck is this? So, I, I did this one on my channel recently. Um, this is called a Soma Cube. And basically, it's seven individual shapes that are all unique shapes. Ooh. And made up of 27 cubes. And magnets. And they have magnets on them. Very satisfying. And uh, this was in the, Soma comes from uh, this book. Uh, what's the book? Forget the book, but it was a drug, uh, oh, yeah, an addictive Soma. drug. Yeah, Did I know this. Yeah, from uh, Ald- Albus Huxley, um, an Albus Huxley book. But it was a, it was a, it was a drug called Soma, and you would take this if you're not working or not busy, right? And so they named after this. And this oh, basically, why do, I, why do I know this? It's 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 from a book. Yeah, maybe but, a movie. But, but I know it's from a book. I'm just trying to figure out where 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 it's from. Which book? Uh, let's see. Do we know? No, no. Go, Soma to, go in a, a, a Soma um, book. Book, yeah. No, 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 no. Brave New World. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. It was Aldous kill Huxley. Me. Yeah, Brave New World. And so it's a bit of an IQ test. Ooh, wow. Uh, there there this are one. 240 ways to solve this. So it's not the most difficult thing, but it's. What's there to solve? I got to make a cube. You got to make a cube, a perfect cube. And it's very satisfying. So I'd love for you to. Uh, well, to look, have the a go cube is it. already perfect to me. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. It's not going to explode, right? No, no. We'll see how long this takes him. Oh, this you got so the camera cool. on him? 
Are you? Can you see oh, it? Oh, this is so him? satisfying. Okay, okay, okay. This is so much fun. All right. All right so how big does this cube? We don't know. It's three by three by three. Okay. We're gonna see if you're a uh, like a an artiste savant. Yeah, right no, now. Definitely not a savant. Oh, we'll never artiste, know. Artiste is how satisfying great. is that though? Dude, it feels fucking great. And they click in. Oh man. I wish people could experience what I'm experiencing right now. Just a click. The click feels So good. normally they don't have that click. They added that as company, French company called NKD. Shout out to them. They do a lot of really cool puzzles. They added for you? Uh, they For this puzzle, so it would be more, you know, fun to solve and whatever. Oh, that's not it. I fucked it all up. That's the great part is that you can't really mess it up. Like everything's... Oh my God. Whoa. I made a, I made a cubes. Whoa. Dude, you solved that... Three times faster than I did. Really? No lie. Your spatial awareness is second to none, my good friend. That is amazing. Are you is, are you fucking with me? I'm very impressed. Uh, I thought you could show me that's not a cube. <laughs> no, I'm very impressed. Oh. Yeah, well look, I'm not the I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm not the dumbest. I'm not the dumbest. <laughs> oh, I love this, bro. This is so much fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah, there's something about the clickiness. Yep, and then like you get that little dopamine hit, but as soon as you put the last piece in, clump, and it's all clean, you're like, oh. yeah. You, are you good with Rubik's Cubes? So I've purposely not learned them. Yeah. Because I, and I know it sounds fucking ridiculous, but I've purposely not learned them because obviously it's a, it's an obvious leap from puzzles to Rubik's Cube, uh, but I want to make a video about learning it and, and, and going through that process. My friend Mike Boyd, who has learned quick, on YouTube where he learns like different skills and see how long it takes him. He's learned it and he wants to teach me. So I've been saving myself for that. And it's been years now, uh, but I do want him to teach me. And I want to, I want to, I want to show that process on video. So I've purposely put that off. Maybe I should get, get on that soon. Learning a Rubik's cube. I didn't, I'm such a dummy. You I, didn't know, cube? I, I used to be, so I first bought a Rubik's cube. I was young. I sucked. I learned how to do it. I didn't, I was unaware that there's um Equations. Yeah, algorithm equations. Yeah, so I just learned it myself, like just trying to get stuff done and remembering, oh, this is here, so I have to turn this. And then I, I, it would take me a while. Mm. The, I, I can never do the second stuff. I don't know how to yeah. do that. To me, that's amazing. Um, and then I had gone really good. I bought a new Rubik's Cube, and I forgot what I did. Right. And now that I learned that there's tricks, yeah, yeah I lost the appetite for it. Right. Because for some reason, I liked the fact that it was like a you had to figure it it out. instinct. Mm. The second I figured out it was mathematical, mm. like once this is here, just move this. Yeah. For some reason, it ruined everything. Yeah, for me. I agree with that a little bit. I still find the, the, those kids that do the five seconds. Yeah. Stuff, super impressive. Super I love impressive. that shit. But for you me. those big ones? Dude, it's insane. The ones with like thousands of. How do they do that? Same I, thing. I think it's the same it's thing. It's just like a longer equation. Yeah. I love that stuff. It is cool. Yeah, there's um, a friend of mine, uh, uh, David Burlet. I met, uh, we hung out in Quebec City, uh, went to FISM, the International Festival International Spectacle de Magie. Oh, tell me about that. The Olympics of Magic, yeah. yeah. Um, it was great. Not um, to be confused with the other festival that was happening at the same time with the Pope, Jism. Yeah. It was a... <laughs> there was no kids allowed in, in your event, right? So no. <laughs> How did I not make that connection? Oh, it's so good. Mm. Jism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something funny about the Pope My, my being friends there. are going to get a fucking kick out of this. This is the Pope's there at the same time as you guys were. There was something hilarious about that. Well, I thought it was funny that, like, 
you know, my, my, you know, uh, Eric, my buddy, Eric Leclerc, funny guy. He had a, a gala show. It was like a 15 minute show and it was a lot of comedy and stuff. And I'd fed him a joke and I was like, tell this joke. And he's like, eh. cause the crowd's weird. It's an international crowd. So you don't know. And it's magicians and it's not comedians. So like some of them would love it. I would love it. But like even some jokes he did, like I was laughing and I was the only one laughing. Um, but Are I found this humorous? joke and he, and he didn't use it. And I was like, I was like, um, what was the joke? Uh, I said, uh, you know, the, you know, the Pope's in town. Uh, it's, it's fun that they put them in a little bell jar and sort of parade them around like an ornament. Uh, you know, you shake them up and fill them up with snow. Uh, but you know why they put them, they put this little jar over the Pope. It's not to keep him safe. It's to protect the children. I love that joke. Um, and then I said, I feel like they could use a couple jars in this room right now. <laughs> oh, that's such a good joke. Right? Uh, I thought it was a great joke. Um, you know, a bunch of magicians. Yeah. And, and like, uh, while we were there. It, this is fucked up. While we were there, um, there's like these inner groups, uh, uh, inner Facebook groups of FISM happening for the events, like people doing some wild shit and like, just like, oh, did you see this act? This guy had no business doing this or whatever, whatever. Uh, whatever. And um, and then there was, uh, there was reports that a guy got arrested at the Hilton, left in handcuffs. A guy, a magician from L.A., that's all we know. Left he made everyone's money disappear? Like, what happened? Um, no, uh, and, and we were all trying to apparently, allegedly, expose himself to, like, a minor by the, in the pool. Like, uh, we got to get our facts straight here because we, we don't know what happened. Yeah. A minor as in a professional who was digging holes? Yes. Or a child? Also under the age. Uh, also <laughs> underage. An underage... Because maybe we just misunderstood. Yeah. Like he exposed out to a bunch of minors, and it was just him at a bar. It was just no, I, I think uh, a, a child. Oh, that's absurd. Yeah, and then left in handcuffs. So uh, what off? There's there's a whole thread um, on this on this group in this FISM group about all these magicians who got caught in the past. So many of them. They're pederasts. Yeah. There's a lot of pedophiles out there. Yeah. I used to think it was way more rare when I was young. Yeah. And then now it's like. God damn. Well, it depends on the field. Like, yeah, but all uh, the entertainment field is filled with them. Oh, yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Magic, you know, Boy Scouts, priests, oh, coaches. Oh, how that dick in your ass? Uh, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's crazy, dude. Priests? Yeah. Priests also, they use magic. Yeah. They, that's the, the, the guys. It's, uh, anywhere you can get, like, really close to kids, but also have the parents trust you. Yeah, I think that's just a bad combination. We have the. I opposite. think you should. I think you should have like a crazy vetting system. We have the opposite. We're only performing for adults in in nightclubs, yeah. and them and their parents don't trust us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there should be some hardcore vetting for if the uh, child to like the child trust ratio you know, ratio is like is too wild. I think there should be extra vetting, like. If I was a pedophile, let's yeah. say, all right, hypothetically, hypothetically. If, I, hypothetically, if I was a pedophile, um, I'd work in an orphanage. Oh yeah, they, that's that's what happens now. They take advantage of kids who don't have like parents. Yeah, to who go are they to. gonna tell me? Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what I'm saying. You're right. You're I'm right. like, so we need to fucking crack down on orphanages. I'm just 100%. trying to think like they do, and I'm like, that's where I'd be. Let's get rid of the orphanages altogether. Where are the orphanages? Right. Let's get rid of the orphanages. They're if already you get gone. Rid of the orphanage. There Point, are no find orphans. Find me an orphanage. There, no, there are no orphans. They're just homeless dudes. Yeah. Tackle the orphan problem head on. It's uh that's a wild thing that but it is true. There's like uh, they need to they need to be more vigilant or parents just need to fucking like grow some brains, dude. Yeah. Don't leave. Don't put your kid in Boy Scouts. No. Stop. 
No, put him in Girl Scouts. I know you live Make in. Laid. I know you. <laughs> yeah, I know you live in Utah, right? Where everyone's chill, right? And everyone has fourteen kids. How come I hear amazing stuff about Utah all the time? Utah's beautiful. That's all I hear yeah. is how awesome the people but there. I are. think it's all. I think it's all shell. You think even uh, mm, Post think, Malone said it? Yeah, but I think there's some dark ass shit that happens in Utah that no one talks about. I think there's dark ass shit happening everywhere. Yeah, but and, especially in Utah. Like if you look at people smiling the widest, you're like, mm. Hello. those people. Yeah, those people are having a. They're like, oh, like Manchurian candidate. Like you, yeah, you don't fucking, you don't swear, don't drink coffee or tea. You don't drink coffee or swear. That's, no, that's my. That's how I start my day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> coffee, cigarette, and saying fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's the quick a hooker's way. breakfast. It's like, oh, fucking shit! Where's my coffee? That's it. That's yeah, how you exactly. Start the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not allowed. Uh, they're like straight edge, so it's no nothing, no stimulants of any kind, and no swearing and like all all this stuff, right? So like that in today's society, like if you took away the internet for me, it wouldn't be a problem. But knowing that there's the internet, and then telling me I can't do these things. Or I can't say these things, I'd implode. I have to take it out on something. You know what I mean? So do you? Th- so the way they live their lives. I- have you ever been to Utah? No, but I've a lot, I, my management team is all uh, from Utah. They're all Mormons, and they're straight up people. They're like the nicest. That's all I hear. Hardest working. Like they like working and like hiking and like paddleboarding, and that's okay, like the, the other two stuff is fucking hippie shit. I don't like that. Yeah, but that's but like I like the working. Yeah. Oh, they work. They're they're like, yeah. Tell them so, to work on some new hobbies. Tell but, them that. Tell them I said that. They're all about making like making connections and making money. Yo, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 hard ass working people and they're family oriented and everything else. But like again, you're like, man, they're so perfect. Well, it depends who you ask. Other people, there's people who don't find that perfect. But like, like I know some lazy ass people who the second you say they like to work, like ugh. Yeah, no, but like I mean, wouldn't you want to be the person who wants to work? I, I do, but that's not if, if that. Why do you think there's, they're having trouble finding employees for every field right now? Mm. Uh, the generation right now that's coming up in adulthood, somewhere along the line, we fucked up. They don't like working, yeah. and this is percentage wise, like on a scale, not everyone Shortcuts. obviously. But yeah, they just don't like working. Everyone shortcuts. It's our fault. Mm. Our fault as society. We somewhere along the line of the last 10, 15 years, somewhere in the social discussion the work behind the result was lost. It wasn't mentioned. Right. So all people see is the facade. So people will see, let's say this, they'll see this podcast. That's right. And they'll be like, that's it. You need a screen. You need microphones. We'll do it. That's right. Nowhere w- will it ever be discussed or thought about the years it yep. took you to get here. The years of sucking behind dick, just scene. not not doing well. <laughs> just, hard. just hard work. But just hard work of you just hitting your head uh, on a wall. Yeah. To make everything successful, make the channel successful, make the make yourself all that, yeah. and then the podcast, so you can have stories and yes. life. None of that is ever in the equation. It's yeah. always just the facade. And it's uh, I so agree. they get mad when I you think put you're right, hundred percent. The work, yep. it's like work. Well, no, no, no. Joe Rogan has uh, exactly this much. So I'm gonna start yeah, a podcast. Yeah. It took him forever, and he risked everything. Yeah, and and people get inundated by the most popular shit, mm. right? You go on TikTok, you're not getting every now and then. You get the guy with two likes. But you're mostly getting millions of likes on every yeah. post, right? So all you're seeing is success. Yeah. All you're seeing is that's all it takes. It seems easy. Yeah, it seems easy. And so work work is like it doesn't make sense um to the to these kids these days. And we sound so fucking out of touch. 
by saying that. You know, we're like, well, these kids don't know what work is. You know, uh, our parents are I'm saying more, the same shit about us. I'm more in touch because I'm living it, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of hard work in this whole industry. Yeah. And all the people that try to take shortcuts don't make it. They just grow resentful, and then they complain about it. Mm-hmm. I, I know comedians that I started out with that were already doing comedy five years before me when I started yeah. out. Yeah. When I started out. Yeah. And they're still doing the same open mics right now. Right. And they still bitch about the lack of success. Like, oh, there's no, there's no, yeah. there's no this. And resent you for they, your success. How did I make it happen? Yeah. But they refuse. They refuse. They still don't have websites. They. Ref- I remember in the early uh, 2010s, 20, when I had started, um, I was one of the first on the scene to have my own website. Yeah. I didn't need it, but it was to have a place that when I need it, people can go to. I was That's already right. preemptively. I was one of the first to podcast. Everybody thought it was stupid. What are you doing? An internet radio? This is dumb. What's a podcast? So all the shit that I put in place, all the work that I did now, now they still don't see, hey, it was 10, 15 years of work. Yeah. They're just like, look at how easy it is. He's got a podcast. Oh, yeah. he's, make, he's doing stuff. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that is going to come from um, a place of resentment and a place of self-loathing. A, a I- lot of it is, yeah. You got to love yourself and work. The more, it's kind of like at the gym. Like I, I lost a lot of weight. Same mm-hmm. thing. I just committed to it, and I started. Lo- it's so. It sucks. Yeah. So much shit. Being bulimic work. is hard. Being bulimic is hard. The dieting, all that stuff, <laughs> working out, it's all hard. But it sucks so much. Mm-hmm. But dude, when you put the work, it, very rarely will you not get the reward at the end. Yeah. Very rarely. Yeah, and uh, in 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 the times that you don't is the times that you need to keep going, and that's the hard part. Yeah. Uh, the times that you don't see results, because like I often say it, like you know, you you go to any school, ask any child what they want to do 80% now is YouTuber vlogger, something like that. Right. So my where, nephews say, but it used to be like a small percentage was like movie star, rock star, you know, pop star, whatever. And then it was like doctor, lawyer, engineer, all this stuff. Right. Uh, but now it's like 80% is you want to work in, in, uh, on the internet. And I often say like, all right, like show of hands, who wants to make uh, a video and get paid for it? Obviously all the kids, all right. Who wants to make, um, one video and not get paid for it. All right. Still a lot of hands. All right. Who wants to make 500 videos and not get paid for it? Not so many hands anymore. And that's what it takes. And the people who raise their hands, like, yeah, those people might have a shot. And uh, especially uh, as we, as we're more like, this is a fueling ball that's just growing and grow exponentially so fast that all of, um, if you're trying to get in now, it's going to be harder. Yeah. It's going to be harder because you have so much more competition. You have to literally be Andrew Tate. Yeah. If you want to fucking make it. You got to shave your head. You got to shave your head and start talking some nonsense. Because like there's you or just be incredibly creative, um, you know, authenticity. Yeah. Be be yourself. That's why podcasts are the great equalizer. Yeah. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. After an hour, people are like, wait a second. Yeah. That's not a real accent. That's not a real person. He doesn't. Yeah. Believe, yeah. But there's a catch twenty two with authenticity uh, when you're like out there making videos. If you're a piece of shit. People will hate you because you have to be um, authentic to be famous. But then once you're famous, you can no longer be authentic because people won't won't enjoy that. Yeah. They, they won't oh, enjoy. That's interesting. They won't. They won't enjoy you. You know, in your first world problems. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You can't say this bugs me. They're like, why would I bug you? You got a million dollars. Exactly. So there's a there's a catch twenty two with that. Yeah. You can only be authentic for so long before it pisses people off. Look, this Keanu, Other than Keanu. Yeah, you do what Keanu does, which is like lose your whole family and give all your money away. Then people love you. 
Do you know what I'm going to do? If I start making the millions, you're never going to hear me talk. I'm yeah. just going to disappear because <laughs> I know you don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or you, get stung in the heart by a stingray and then people no, I don't love get, you forever. I want to go the Keanu Reeves route. If I have millions, I I, I want to make sure everyone's taken care of. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the way to go. I think... Uh, what's the point of doing it alone? Yeah. I don't know what compels people for that. Like, I came up from a background. We didn't have money. You took um, care of everyone. You have yeah. uh, your whole crew working. You're making yeah. sure everyone's working to feel that they're happy. They but, don't like, to- uh, that's what I often wonder. It's like, what stemmed that? Because, like, my background is, like, my dad was in the Army, you know, and, and he wasn't an officer or anything. He was digging trenches. Yeah. And my mom was cleaning people's houses or working at a porn store. And, you know, like, we didn't have that much money coming up. Um, I didn't fuck all coming up. Um, but... I see a lot of people who also have had nothing coming up um, who want nothing more but to like fucking flex on people and like spend on fucking ridiculous. I mean, I shouldn't be talking, but like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the supercars and like, I yeah, think, if like you had nothing, you're um, going to go all out. No, I think it's upbringing too. And what you think is important because uh, it's so funny because like, let's say uh, me, any form of success that I get or any money, I always try to find a way to share it. Like mm. either with my family, my friends or try. Is like, it because you feel bad? No, it's not feel bad. It's because. No, but it's because you feel like you feel ill about the way that you've acquired the money. Like you don't feel right about it. No, like I you don't deserve that illegal. money or something. I, I do have imposter uh, yeah. syndrome when it comes to success. Like sometimes I'll see things like, let's say the bell. I went from literally nothing to I got to be in front of the Bell Center, you know, 21,000 people in cheer. So that stuff kind of shocks me sometimes. I'm like, do I deserve this? You know, how come other people don't have it? Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But I don't give because I feel bad. I give more because I've had, not, like, I've less than zero, like, growing mm-hmm. up, like, really, really nothing. So I know what it is to not have anything. And but I know what it is to not have anything and be happy. Like yeah. I was lucky. Like with my mom, there was a lot of love in the house. Yep. So I never had the like resentful dark house. It was oh, always I see, I we see, didn't I have see. anything. Oh, yeah, that happy. probably does play a big factor in it. So I don't need uh, the, that like, extra. Fuck you! You told me I'd be nothing, exactly. and here I, don't I am. Have that. Yeah, right. You know, my mom right. I don't have that either. Yeah. So I don't have the that chip on my shoulder of let me show you. Like I got the uh, I don't know. I got a helicopter just to show you. That right. I don't right. Have right. It. I see. That makes sense. To yeah. Me but now. my but I like for example Poseidon. Every time he gets some money, yeah. he buys a fur coat. So <laughs> he he wants to flex on people. He's like, this is you know, yeah. fuck you, because a lot of people doubted him. I love you. You know, so he'll do that. So I think all uh, of this is the upbringing. But I also like making people happy. That's part of comedy too. I like. The fact that I know it's like I have a it's for me, it doesn't I'm not gonna lose anything, I'll give something that I have extra. Yeah, it just makes sense and now. Positivity go, goes up yeah. here. I prefer that if you keep everyone but also. Happy. Like, I feel like the people I surround myself with, uh, whether it's my friends or people who work with me or whatever it is, I feel like those people would also do the same, and that's yeah. uh, I think a really important thing. Um, like. You know, like we talked about this before where you said, you know, how I could never repay Mike or whatever and for everything he's done. But he's a great you. example. And and Alex uh, Boyer, you know, says the same thing about me all the time. He's like, hey, man, I can't repay for all the things. And I'm like, I'm like, the thing is, you would, though. And that's a big difference. And it's yeah. like, and I can sense that. I understand that. I understand that, like, okay, let's say you had all the money in the world. Everything was taken care of. Everything was paid for. Things are good, but you have all this extra money left. What would you do with that money? And for a lot of people and people I know around me, they're like, well, I'd make my friends happy. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do as well. You know, so I think that's what Mike's trying to do too. So I don't think, I don't think it's, um, I don't think you have to repay him. I think he just has to know that you would. Well, Mike is a good example too, because he's, in terms of like real celebrities, he's the first one that I got to know like 
as a real person, as a right. real friend. And, you know, he's become my best friend now. Mm -hmm. And him, he doesn't owe anything to anyone. And yet he gives to everyone. He takes care of everyone around him. Yeah. Whatever he can do, he'll help even strangers. Yep. So all the examples I have around me, from home, from my mom. Mom's like that too, very generous lady. She'll, the shirt off her back. She's gonna, she won't eat so that you can, that kind yeah. of person. Then what about, Mike. What about the bra though? No, she's just the shirt. There's a limit, bro. Is it? <laughs> She's a she's a fucking classy lady. So if I ask your mom, yeah, yeah. she'll give the for, shirt. She's keeping the bra. <laughs> so she uh, so because I had that from my home life, I saw that family wise, and then Mike, I see it even professional wise. Like there's people like that. So I don't really have examples around me like to follow of the angry fuck you. It's mm. all me. I don't have that around me. Everyone around me is someone that would, as long as they can, you start hanging around with Andrew Tate. Yeah, then you never know. But now I'm too old to change. Now I have my yeah. convictions and the way I think. Yeah. But it, I think that helps too is what your surrounding is. So same thing with you. You have a yeah. positive family. Yeah. None, the rest of the shit doesn't matter because money comes and goes. Mm -hmm. And some people are rich. Some people are very poor. Like I, we didn't have any money. Mm. It, it didn't mean that I was less good or not as good of a person or, or a smart person as someone who had a lot. It doesn't yeah. change anything. It's, it's supposed to be a tool. You're mm. supposed to use it to get stuff. It's a tool. If you covet it and you just want to collect it, mm. that's where the problem comes in because yeah. then you start seeing people it's weird. as in they're getting in the way of yeah. you getting your your um your your dream your, yeah. your goal your goal weird. can't be that it should be a tool to do other shit yeah money uh the only thing that i've found is it gives you options yes yeah. that's, that's the only it's difference tool. it's like you can get you know um you could take a loan out to go to the hospital in the states right and like that like that's your option you yeah. only have one if you have no money well if you have money you know you got private doctor you get a helicopter you can you know so you have more options um you don't always have, like, not everybody has those options available. So the more money you have, the more options you have. And yeah. that's really all it changes. But it shouldn't change how you are, who you are. Like, yeah, like, your characters. Uh, I've got a million. Uh, I know you need, I don't know, 5Gs or 10Gs because of your dog's operation or your... I could obviously give it to you, but now nah, I don't want to see that number go down. Now you're obsessed with the number. You're not obsessed yeah. with what you could do with the money. Yeah. What you could do with the money is you could take away 10 G's that you wouldn't notice on the grand yeah. scheme and save that life and help that mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. But you, you get obsessed with just the number going up. Yep. So the second that becomes the goal, yep. like my goal has always, not just my, every, most people's goals are always. And it's, it's, it's really put on a pedestal online. Yeah, it's put on a pedestal online. Especially in today's finance sort of market where like, Bitcoin, all this, all this shit. People are like, but if you're not enjoying yourself, what's the point of having it? Yeah. So what's the point of me getting a hundred million dollars yeah. if I'm gonna live scared to spend a penny and to give and this yeah. and that? I'd rather have way less than that, but be able to spend it, and enjoy myself, and not yeah. fucking be obsessed with a number. Because who gives a shit? I got invited to a money convention. What does that mean? Yeah, that's what I thought. Do they give me money if I show up? So no, <laughs> um, but there are people who collect money. Okay. Right? The royals. There, there's just people who love money so much they collect it in all shapes and sizes, in all denominations. They'll like... There's Canadian like, Tire Money, Monopoly uh, Money. Dude, you go there and there's going to be like plastic cases of people collecting coins, uh, different bills from different eras. And then people give money for the other money. And they're like, I will. And there's armed guards. And it's the wildest shit that right. I've ever thought of. Because I'm like, that's fucking wild. If you're out here collecting money. Like, there are literally people who would eat the money, right? Because <laughs> they're so hungry. And you're just like, I want to buy your money, you know? And that's so fucking weird it's to me. It's such a weird sickness that we have we have with the obsession. Mm. And again, not realizing what a tool it can be. Mm -hmm. Like, we think we have to collect it like they're Pokemon. 
you could use it. And then you can make more of it and then use that and do this and do that. Like, there's but no then there's point the, of hoarding I think it. there's two sides to that because, like, I posted a video of, um, like, this hamburger puzzle I have, which is over there. And that thing ran me about five grand. And it's a what? stupid hamburger puzzle. It's not stupid. It's beautiful. It looks delicious. Um, it does look delicious. And it's super rare. And I collect puzzles. And I'm into making content about them. And that content pays for this. Yeah. It pays for the employees. It pays for our salaries. It pays for... Our well-being, all this, right? It's also so, your money. So, it, but regardless from that, it does make sense that I buy yeah. ridiculous things. Um, but this one guy, in the, obviously, um, he writes, um, "Do you know how many homeless people you could? You know how many hamburgers you could buy for the homeless?" And first of all, the first thought that popped in my head was just one, and it wouldn't be edible. Um, uh, secondly, um, fucking imagine like this guy doesn't have fun. He doesn't go to the theaters. No, why would he? He could buy a movie ticket for someone else. For a homeless person. Do you know, for a homeless person. Go see a movie homeless person. He could buy, he could buy, you know what I mean? Like you can't live your life like that either. I've learned not to live my life like that because first of all, it gets too stressful and it's impossible to help everyone. It's impossible. You're never going to do it. I do help and I don't share it on social media uh, most of the time. I never tape any of that shit. Yeah. I never, I don't want to cloud chase none of that shit. Yeah. It's why I do it when I can and when I have money. Yeah. And it's, it, it, I know I, it and whoever else is with Every me. year I donate a lot to get yeah. into a different tax bracket. Um, <laughs> no, no, but for, for real, that shit though, doesn't it? First of all, here's the thing. I don't mind, even if you're a billionaire, if you're buying Yachtel, I don't mind any of that shit. I'm never going to tell someone you should help. You know why? Because as long as you didn't get that money illegally, it's your money. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. If you f- if you feel you should give back, you should do this even better. Yeah, but I'm never going to tell someone what they can do with their money. It's their money. Yeah, it's their fucking money. It is. It is kind of crazy though to to like tell someone, you know, that like, hey, you should, you could do this instead with your money. If I did that instead of the money, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. Yeah, there you go. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't have this money. I wouldn't have this money. It's my money. I'll decide what I'm going to do with the yeah. money. As long as I'm not using it to fucking buy it. And I would rather kids. buy a burger than go and give homeless people money on video. Oh, dude. The, those videos have bothered me since they first came out. Yeah. First and of I, all, it's demeaning to the homeless person. Part, part of me, the ends justify the means. Part of me. Part of me, says, some money? part of me says, regardless, this person's getting help. That's not help. But... Part if of me, I'm gonna if I'm gonna help you, but I'm yeah, gonna embarrass you on uh, camera. Of course, of course, you're getting embarrassed and shame and whatever. Uh, but part of me is saying the ends did justify the means in in the, in the words that this will help this person. Yeah. This money will help this person more than it will help him more than the shame hurts him, right? And and, and so part of me is like, okay, that's that sits well with me in my head. Uh, the part that uh, doesn't sit well with me in my head is just yeah, the whole uh, showboating of it um, as a flex. I think it's weird. I don't like it at all. It's fake emotion as yeah. well. Like putting that, you know, fucking sad music over helping someone and on camera is... It's cringy to me. And yeah. though every time I've caught one of those videos, the, the I have the same thought in my head is that homeless, I feel fucking terrible for the homeless person. Yeah. You're like, God damn it, you're not just helping him. You're making him... You're ridiculing him also. Yeah. And then you, he has that shame. You know, keep it a fucking secret. Just yeah. let it between you and him. Then someone's going to, you know, they're going to see him. Oh, yeah, you're the guy. He gave you money because you're homeless, because this, because yeah. that. You're ruining it. It's weird. It's I like mean, going to a kid's every, party and stuff. Every year, like we've, you know, I, I give gifts to friends and family yeah. and things like that. I'll never post about it. He got me a surfboard. I posted I don't about, even surf. I think I posted, the only one I posted was the, when I got 
the employees. I got them all PS5 when the PS5s were super rare. What? That's and sick. I just gift, put that bro. on TikTok because it was a it was a thing where that's no one gift. That's not embarrassing. Where that's no cool. one could get a PS5, yeah. and I was like, and I wanted to see, you know, and that was the only one I ever posted. But, um, like we do a lot. I do a lot for like my friends and family, and and I I think it would be the weirdest thing if I started turning the camera on, bro. If Mike would turn the camera on. Yeah, you would have endless content for a year. Yeah, the shit that he does. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's, I don't think it lends itself to good content. Uh, if if that's I what think you're, it's weird. If you're Mr. Beast and that's what the content is, then okay, whatever. If that's what your whole thing is, is giving away all your money, then fine. When it's not, and you're just like, oh, also, look, you I'm know? a comedian and a podcaster. That's yeah. my content I create. I create comedy. I'll do shows. That's all the other stuff that I do. That's yeah. my personal. Unless I, I think, unless like I fucking. Like there's there's some situations like Wes always bugs like where's my Tesla you know he always bugs me so one day if I buy Wes a Tesla that you'll have to film I'm gonna it. film the shit but out of that I'm gonna thing. milk that's that not, yeah that's not you yeah I can't wait to see his face when when he when he uh, realizes it's fake oh it's gonna I be would, so good I um, would die <laughs> oh that would be amazing <laughs> oh that's a good idea I hope he doesn't watch his podcast does I don't think he watches till the end okay good all right we'll end it there uh. Pan, tell us. Yeah. A fucking pleasure having you, man. Amazing. Dude, fun. Uh, genius level puzzle solver, by the way. Um, where can people go see your shit? Uh, head over to pantelluscomedy.com because all the links are there. Simple and easy. Yeah, I have a Patreon. We'll leave it below. Pantelluscomedy.com. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. It's been a pleasure. And uh, hey, don't forget to tell three friends. Like this video. Subscribe. We'll be back next week with Wes's Kilimanjaro story. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you then. Yeah. Ooh, join the mailing list. See ya. Bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel.